This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So, Bree, I remember this one time I was in a bike race around Tucson, and uh, I wasn't paying attention. We were riding down 4th Avenue, and there's railroad tracks, like street track tracks, and my bike's tire like went and wedged in to the railroad tracks, no. and I totally fell down and just like skinned my hands, everything. Ugh. I had nothing with me, nothing at all. And it's that times where you want a first aid product and you have nothing. And <laughs> active skin repair utilizes a molecule called hypochlorous acid. When applied to the skin, the molecule works by mimicking the natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. I've used it on my son's mosquito bites, and I wish I would have had it the time I totally scraped up my hands. Oh, I hear you. Like whenever I go paddleboarding, kayaking, I'm always trying to find something that is like an all-in-one that I can take with me. And active skin repair could be used like that. It can be used to treat cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, which makes it suitable for all skin types, all parts of the body, like eczema and acne-prone skin, all of that. With over 500,000 happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews, and ingredients so safe and clean they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest, you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order. Use code NOGUILT. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, joined here by the lovely Brie Tucker. Why, hello, hello, everybody. How are you? I'm going to try to say it slower from now on because AI really can never figure out what I'm saying when we're doing the transcript. Oh, that poor AI. That's I so know. funny. That reminds me of what happened yesterday with me and AI. So if anyone knows about chat GPT, it is, first of all, pretty amazing. You talk to it like you do an instant messenger conversation, and it gives you so much research, so many things that you can go and then look up. And that is my one recommendation of that. Make sure that chat GPT is telling you the truth if you're looking for things. So we are planning another summit for October, an online summit, Mom Ignited, all about finding your personal passion as a mom and connecting with others. So So exciting. You heard it here first. You heard it here first with the name. And right now we're looking for speakers. And so I was looking into chat GPT for speakers and I type in the question. I'm like, I am planning an online summit for October. Please give me a list of 10 speakers who can talk about friendships and moms. And ChatGPT gives me back this list. Okay, here's a list of 10 speakers. Do, 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 do. And I start looking up these speakers and I can't find a single one online, which is really odd because usually you type in a name and like, it's fine. Right. And so I, I message back to ChatGPT and I'm like, I can't find any of these speakers. Are these real people? ChatGPT, that sassy little minx, <laughs> messaged back. Oh, my apologies. I didn't know you wanted real people. I just wanted to give examples of mom speakers and what a list like this may look like. Here oh are my real God. people. And I'm like, <laughs> and that is when you sent me the screenshot and I sent back to you, go home, chat GPT, you're drunk. Go home. Go you're drunk. home, you're drunk. <laughs> you're not helping. So all, all oh, of my questions oh, 
after that were like, you didn't want fictional characters? No. All of my all of my messages were like, please give me real people who could speak on this topic. And I was like, why? And if you so, need more specifics, you know, they must actually exist in, wor- in the real world and have a website <laughs> with a connection yes. option. So the limits of AI in finding information is quite, is quite the funny. limits of AI in <laughs> general, like seriously, but it's, it's great. I mean, it is fantastic. Like the things that it can do, like transcribing a whole episode for us, even though 50% of it's wrong because Brie doesn't know how to enunciate and I talk too fast. Oh, I wouldn't say that. I would say that algorithms are getting better and they I'm excited be about AI and a lot of like the experts out there who actually know the AI, who aren't like the doomsayers are also excited about AI, you know, cautious about some parts, but those parts can be managed. So yeah, just addressing all that AI is going to take over humans and run the world thing. Like let's not go into doom. There's no doom here. There's just, there's just a lot of great stuff to deal with. I don't even know what to say to that. I'm always just like, well, you know, it's one of those times where you could be like, well, what do you know? Uh, Let's just hope that the entertainment industry is not great at foretelling the future. Technically, 1984 didn't really like to pan out. Back to the Future sold us all a lot of lies. I want my hoverboard and I want my flying car and my accurate weather forecasting. They didn't come out on that one. So let's just hope that they... uh, (gasps) Maybe it did. Maybe it did. What do you mean? Maybe... Maybe Biff was actually Trump and he went back and got the betting things and that's how he <laughs> That could have been it. Oh my God. Oh, I'm crying. I'm crying. Anyways, <laughs> today we are going to talk about how to find in-person mom friends. Yeah. Online. Online works as well. It's really creating that connection with people uh, because if you haven't heard... It's called the epidemic of loneliness in um, about one in two adults in America reported experiencing loneliness, about half of our nation. And that was before COVID-19. That was before. Which now it's even worse. Yeah. I am a very, very (laughs) social person and I am still clawing my way back to where I was prior to 2020 with the whole COVID situation. And it's hard. And there's so many people I've seen that have not managed to come back. I will say too that for my kids, mm-hmm. even they're still trying to recover from it. That was yeah. hard happening to them in middle school. There's a lot of skills it was that hard. I don't. I think that they lost. I think that this episode then is so much more important because yes. we, as parents, can set the example of how to have the social interaction and how to bring it into our lives. So get ready. We're going to give you some actionable tips and a little bit of tough love. And it's coming to you from a former introvert, me, and an always extrovert, Brie. So (laughs) let's get on with the show. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids, and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. Okay, I am an extrovert. I am very much an extrovert, but I will say I do still have my limits sometimes. It's weird when I do, right? Because... 
I love being around people. That's what recharges my battery, but my battery does sometimes overload. And I'm like, okay, go away. I just want to be alone mm. and cuddle with my dog. My dog doesn't Maybe you're for- a closet introvert. Maybe I am. I, just, I think even being an, an extrovert though, like I'm a Libra, so it's always going to be a scale. But I guess I'm coming back to memory of that cartoon we saw during there COVID that I shared with you. Of like the introvert during COVID was like, oh, this is so lovely sitting there reading their book. And then the extrovert's clawing at the window. Let me out, let me out. And that was me. Yeah, that was you. Well, I think that a lot of people are wanting that social interaction. And of course they want more friends. They definitely Mm -hmm. want more friends. And usually where do you get friends? You get it at work. You get it being around people. And so many policies in place today. Just to give you one example, when I used to go and pick up my daughter from kindergarten, they let us all onto the playground to talk with each other and to like see each other. And so like I made friends with other parents in the grade level because we were all waiting for our kids. Well, about two years later, a new principal comes in, they shut off the entire campus for quote unquote safety and nobody is able to talk to each other anymore. Everyone's in the car line trying to get their kids as productive as possible and as fast as possible. Right. There's no chance for social interaction. Well, and then also like, again, how the movement of doing more jobs remote and not being Mm -hmm. in an office environment as much, or even just the fact that the political divide, people have a harder time, I think, finding connections because we are so cautious. I say they, but I'm one of those. I'm very cautious of like, where are we at in this conversation? Well, the thing that is so interesting to you when you mentioned the political divide is that Mm -hmm. um, our online lives have actually played into that a bit because social media, for instance, Facebook, Instagram, all put on an algorithm. And the algorithm operates by looking at the things that make you stay on the app for longer. Mm -hmm. And something that makes you stay on the app for longer is things that make you mad and things that make you angry. And so... Algorithms are showing people the things that make them mad and angry and also the things that they very much agree with. Like there's no middle ground people are being shown. And so it's coming through this perception that everything is so like one way or the other way. And there's no gray in between. It's all this or all that. When somebody, all this or all that. So if somebody disagrees with us politically, we're automatically jumping to the assumption that, oh my gosh, they're a horrible person who wants to like ban everybody who doesn't look like them or isn't talking like them because we've been shown this and our brains are being like rewired. And it's strange to think about, but it's happening. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point too, because like our brains, like they look for previous evidence and experiences to reinforce what we're going through. And like you just Mm -hmm. said, if we're constantly seeing this clash and being told that we are so different, then our brain is going to be like, yeah, that's what the evidence shows. That's what you've seen. That's what you've experienced. That's what it is. So we're here to help you learn how to jump over all of that and to go back into those genuine connections that fills your heart and your soul, whether or not you're an introvert or not. Hey, all it is Joanne and Brie here. And we want to tell you about a podcast that you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Uturbe. And it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And in this latest season of Understood Explains, it covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and it busts common myths about special education. 
We actually just listened to the episode, IEPs, Does My Child Need an IEP? And here is what we loved about it. I loved that it was so digestible. Like it was such a short episode and all of the topics, which could be really confusing to parents, were easily explained. And I loved how they gave great concrete examples because you know how much I love me a good example. They explained what kind of services and supports you could actually see on a child's IEP or individual education plan. And they explained those acronyms that nothing drives me more crazy than when there's acronyms and I don't get it. I don't know what it stands for. They took the time to explain everything in so much detail and to cover concerns that a lot of families have about special ed services. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains, or just click on the link in our show notes. From the creators of the hit kids podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild, comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly. I got to say, love the name Max. That's my my puppy dog's (laughs) name. Uh, Who have just recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs. It actually makes learning pretty cool. Yeah. Now, I listened to this with my son, and it was so fun to listen to. I loved how modern it was with a cool aunt that they really dug, and like they dealt with bullies. Uh, My son also enjoyed all the math involved. Like He thought it was really cool. Well, and I have to say, I love anything that brings learning and fun together for kids. I really, really wish that something like this was around for my teens when they were younger. We would have absolutely devoured this on our car trips. It would have been amazing. It's perfect for kids ages six and up, and new episodes drop every Thursday. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. My motive in saying that is not, I am not a doomsayer, but I do want to make everybody aware of it. Because when you're aware of it, you're able to push back against it too. Right. Um, And it doesn't happen like under the surface. Right. So finding those friends is going to be doing something different than what you've been doing so far. Yeah. Because right now, if you're listening to this, you want more friends, we have to change some tactics here and some strategy. Exactly. The first thing is... You need to be the one to reach out. I know this is really, really hard to take. This was hard for me to take as well. But if you want the interaction with people, you're going to have to be the one to make the plans. Yeah. Okay. So you have a story I want you to share. When you first had your your oldest daughter, you were in therapy. And what happened? I was in therapy and I was complaining to my therapist that there was this other mom and this other mom never invited me to do anything with her, like ever invited me anywhere. And my therapist turned to me and she's like, Joanne, if you want it, you need to be the one to initiate it. Like you can't wait for other people. And when she said that, like it just stuck with me. I'm like, okay, if I want it, I'm going to initiate it. I'm going to make it happen. Right. Uh, And what I found out through initiation is that it's not that nobody's inviting you to do things. It's that nobody's doing things. (laughs) (laughs) They're not doing anything. They're not getting together in groups and not inviting you. Typically, they're so busy with their own lives and their own family and reacting to the day-to-day that typically like, they're so excited to have someone reach out to them and to do something. Right? 
I think that's the hardest thing too. Is like you said, it's that fear of missing out. And the fear, we had another episode we were talking about like dealing with defensive people, that fear of rejection. It's hard to put yourself out there because like you're fearful that the invitations aren't coming because they don't like you. And that's that ugly yes. Bob in your head making up lies. Bob, that inner voice is telling you mean, nasty things and kick him in the butt, send him away. That's not yeah. true. That's not what's really so, happening. I used to think that way too. And I would be very hesitant to offer like invitations to people. And I think what happened is that I just started really, really slowly, like really slowly, like just asking one person who I thought would probably say yes to me if they just want to like hang out or like go to the movies or something like that. And then progressed from there to now, like we have a Facebook group for our neighborhood. And in May, I was like, I've lived here a year and I couldn't take it anymore. I didn't know any of my neighbors. So I posted in the Facebook group. I'm like, hey. And I said, I'm putting myself out there. I make a good margarita. Who would be up for coming over to my house for Monday margaritas? Can I come? I posted. I know I'm not not (laughs) in your neighborhood, but can I come? You do make good margaritas. (laughs) I make you... Yeah, I'll make you other margaritas. Okay. A lot of people liked the post. You know, that passive, the passive thing, they liked the post. And some commented on it. And some were like, yeah, I'd be up for it. Yeah, I'd be up for it. Yeah, I'd be up for it. And here's the thing that a lot of people get stuck on is that they use Facebook as their only like reach out. And Mm -hmm. uh, something that I've learned is that you need multiple forms of contact with people to actually get them to commit to something. So you need multiple points of contact to actually get them to take action. That's something that we know in business, like multiple emails if you're on our email list about something, if you haven't signed up for it yet. And one Facebook post isn't enough. So what I did is I took those people who commented and I messaged them individually, the information. There was only five people. But that's still a good Um, effort. I mean, I'm just saying I'm proud of you for that effort. If you put it out there on Facebook, people have this deniability where it's like, oh, everybody else is going. It's okay if I don't go. Like they have no bad intention, but they think that everybody else is going. But when you reach out to them one-to-one, knowing that they're the only person in that conversation with you, they need to either give you a no or give you a yes. They can't just not respond and leave you in the dark. That's 100% true. Yes. Wow. So I reached out, I gave them the information. I made an evite because I wanted to know, I wanted people to commit. (laughs) I'm very strategic with these things now. (laughs) They have to commit. Be careful when you and become so friends got, with like, someone who owns an online business. <laughs> they know how to yes. get you. <laughs> they know how to get you. And so when people committed, then I knew, first of all, who was coming to my house and how many margaritas to have, because that's a big deal. Yeah. And I also knew who to like contact if like they weren't there yet, because maybe something happened or whatever. So it was set for 5 p.m., the first person didn't show up till 5.30. Like I was freaking out, Brie. I thought like everyone had left me. No one liked me and like no one was going to oh, come. No. But the first person showed up at 5.30 and then like two other people showed up right after that. And they stayed for two hours and we had the best time. So it was totally worth it, but it doesn't always go to expectations. Right, for sure. So yes. tip number one, you have to be the one to reach out. And don't wait for the invites. All right. What's number two? Yes. It takes repetition to make friends. I found before I would put all my pressure on myself for one event. 
I would do this at conferences. I'm like, I have to make the total use of my time here and like this opportunity and make connections with everybody. And then like, I found like when I had that, my actual connecting with people was very rushed and it wasn't me and it was very unnatural. It was almost like I was trying to gain something from them in terms of either an opportunity or like a connection and it pushed people away. It scared them. Okay. (laughs) Understandably. So if you think about it, it takes repetition to make friends. It takes seeing the same person multiple times, having conversations with them multiple times to actually become friends with them. Very true. And to become connected. Like think about it like mm-hmm. when you're going to buy something, right? Like that's it's like a purchase. Because I would say a friendship is like a purchase. It's an investment. You're deciding whether or not mm-hmm. you want to let this person into your world and whether or not you want to spend time with them. So yeah, I don't know about anybody else, but like when I'm buying something that's big, it takes a lot of times for me to think about it and mull it over and things like that. So in terms, like you just said, like in order to make like a real friendship and not just have it be someone that you just like saw in passing and never talked to again, you've got to reach out a few times. And the other thing for me, I do this all the time to myself. I say I want to do something, but then I don't put it on the calendar. I don't fit it into my Mm -hmm. schedule. And when you do that, it's just talk. Life gets away from you. And especially as moms, we talk about this, that like you are important. You have an equal seat at the table within your family. But we know that the truth matters is that so many of us prioritize our family over us. So like I might mm-hmm. want to have friends over for like a happy hour or whatever, or the charcuterie board, because, you know, I grew up on Lunchables and I'm trying to feel fancy. But I love charcuterie. I think it's funny because it's like, yeah, those really are fancy Lunchables. So anyway, they are. I digress. I digress. So I want to have people come over. But if I keep saying it'll happen, it's not going to happen. You know, my my kids, yeah, other things are going to happen. I'm going to need to go run and get groceries because my kids want something to eat that's different than what we have in the house. Or I'm going to need to make phone calls or I'm just going to be tired. And I'm going to be like, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. I had a long day today. I don't want to socialize. And I don't give that space or consideration that socializing is helpful. It would make me less tired. Yeah. So you got to make it a priority is what I'm trying to get at. I I think I went off a tangent there. (laughs) <laughs> but that, but I mean, it's about building your social network. And so yeah. like after your first thing that you do with people, immediately make follow-up plans. Like yeah. I have another plan now. I called it Tequila Tuesday. So I have that alliteration. But we're going back to Margarita Monday for next month. And I'm going to plan it really, really soon because we just had this two days ago. So make the plans, put it in your calendar. And I also have to say like every time I have an event, the morning of, I always want to cancel it. I always do. That thought always goes through my head because I'm like, I'm so tired. I have so much to do. Do people really want to come anyways? Like not many people RSVP'd. I should just like put this off and cancel it. There's too much going on. And I don't because I know that's fear talking. And I know that's just overwhelm talking. And I'm always glad I didn't because I always make these great friends. Well, I'm glad you don't either because you don't even know the other side this might be something that someone else is really looking forward to. And as soon as you yeah. take it off the table, they're just like, oh, then all of a sudden they have their bob in their head saying like, oh, well, she must not really like me. It must not really be something that was that important, whatever. So I, I, I never thought say, about it that way. 
Yeah. I canceled drinks all the time when I worked in entertainment. All the time. I was like, I don't want to drive over the hill. I'm going to cancel this. I'm going to say I'm too tired. I'm going to say I have too much work. All the freaking time I canceled. Um, But that was more of an anxiety thing. I mean, I have anxiety. I'm diagnosed. So (laughs) I'm going to be nice to myself there. But I I guess I'm just throwing (laughs) out that, yeah, there's that other factor of, okay, so all right. So along those same lines, I tell my husband this all the time. Our second date, I almost canceled. And I could tell you it would have died right there because I had a lot of rules when it went to dating since I was divorced, mm-hmm. like could only go out with them on the weeks I didn't have the kids. I wouldn't go out on weekends. It was only on weeknights because my weekends were reserved for my friends. So I remember I almost canceled because I was like, I'm stressed out. I shouldn't be stressed out. I must be stressed out because I don't like them because I, I don't get nervous on dates and whatever and blah, blah, blah. In the day of, I was super tired pulled a classic Brie where I uh, texted him when we were supposed to be meeting and was like, I'm still at my house. Uh, <laughs> luckily, he likes me enough that he was like, okay. And I'm like, oh, can you be long-term in a relationship? <laughs> it was, and he passed it. He, he did. It. <laughs> like, you know, it'll be 30 minutes for me to get there. Would you rather just cancel? And in his case, he'd driven from like across the valley. And he was like, it took me 30 minutes just to get here. I'll wait. It's okay. My point is that like that stress that, oh my gosh, I'm I'm nervous. It must not be a good thing. It's, this probably means I should cancel. And I didn't. And what blossomed out of that? I now am married exactly. to that person. Push through the anxiety. Yes, push, push through, through it. it, the anxiety. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, what's tip number three? Uh, So tip number three is be prepared with some stories or questions for when the conversation goes in a lull. 
And this is something that I think this podcast has taught me how to do really, really well. Because we've been on here now for about three years and we have guests. And sometimes, you know, you need a new question to ask the guests <laughs> to get them talking some more. <laughs> and so one of our go-to questions is always, what are you excited about right now? And you could use that when you have people over too. What are you excited about right now? Because that's going to give you a lot of information into terms of like, first of all, what that person values, what they find fun. Mm -hmm. Our episode 146 with Christina Hillsberg, who wrote the book Licensed to Parent and was a former CIA agent. She calls this you, me, same, same. Because when you're connecting with people, you're trying to find things you have in common with them. So when you ask them a good question, and then you try to find the similarities that you have with them. That's how you build the relationship. Yeah. Well, and I love that question in general about what are you excited about? What are you looking forward to? Because A, it automatically puts that person into a positive mindset because they're like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. yeah, let's talk about something that's going to make me really excited, especially if it's a point where like the conversation kind of got a little lulled and it's like, all right, I'm kind of yeah. bored. And two, I like getting to see people excited about things. So it just brings the energy back to me. How does that work for you as an introvert? As an extrovert, I tend to match the energy that I'm around. So if someone gets all excited and giddy, then I'm going to get all excited and giddy. Oh, you know I match people's moods. Yes. Like it affects me very fast. But that makes me feel like that's part of an extrovert in you. Because I feel like, I don't know, like with I can do that with other people that I know that are a little bit more even keeled and they don't match that energy. And then it makes me sit there and be like, oh my God, what's wrong? Mm -hmm. Why are they out there? Yeah. Squirrel. Some people call us, quote unquote, too much, Brie. Yeah. call too much. Yes. <laughs> We're not too much. We're just very excited and passionate about life. Yes, very much so. All right. And <laughs> then I like, I like your next thing you have here on our outline. A hundred bad days makes a hundred good stories. I love that song. Yeah. That's by AJR, isn't That's it? That's an AJR song. Yes. yes. Er Eric AJR. is very into AJR right now. So we have AJR on all the time. But hey, it's if anybody like, knows AJR, prep, have them come talk to us. Yes. <laughs> That would be awesome. But have some stories you're ready to tell too, because stories make interesting conversation. They can't believe like what happened to you. They're going to connect you with people. And if you don't know the song by AGR, it's a hundred bad days, make a hundred good stories. A hundred good stories make me interesting at parties. <laughs> and that is so very true. It, it's very true. There are so many stories that I have in my arsenal. I don't know if you do this too, Brie, but like when I'm in events and stuff, I usually pull out my entertainment stories, anything that has to do with entertainment. If I'm at a mom event, there's like two stories I love is when there were sounds coming from my laundry room and I was home with Eric, who was like one, and I had to go outside and like find somebody because I was afraid like someone with a chainsaw was in there. <laughs> and it was... My robotic vacuum. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, I will draw that story out and I will like get the suspense going and people will be like, what happened next? And it's such a good one. And then there's a time I got locked out of my house when Eric was sleeping inside my brand new house because I didn't know the bottom latch latched and I had to go across the street to my neighbors who I didn't know yet. It was a great think, introduction to them. I think that that is a story that a lot of people have. Like that would be mine. I don't have it pre-prepared, but... I was thinking like, what is a funny story? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, the time I got locked outside because my toddler walked behind me and deadbolted the door I love um, while I, love I was making macaroni. So there was a pot of boiling water on the stove. <gasps> oh and my I gosh. Had, and I had no cell phone and I had no shoes because I had just gone outside to put the trash from the kitchen into our trash bin on the side of the house. 
So then I had to run across all the houses and got somebody to that finally answered their door, explained to them what's happening. I'm like half sobbing at this point because there was a little time in there. I didn't mention where I was at the door talking to my kids, trying to get them to move the latch. And the older one that latched it said no. And the younger one couldn't reach it. Yeah. So I ended up finding a neighbor, <laughs> called my ex-husband at the time who has a tendency to not answer numbers he doesn't know. So he wouldn't answer the phone because he didn't know the number I was calling from. Guess what I found out about my neighbor? He knows how to pick locks. <laughs> I was most excited. <gasps> Interesting. And scared at the same time. And but he like, got me in. And now I'm putting some latches on yeah. my door. He got me cool. in. I was always friendly with that neighbor afterwards because I'm all like, he knows my deep, dark secret and I know his. <laughs> so, But yeah, that makes me think of another episode. We had episode 96 with Joanne Jarrett. And she does something about embarrassing oh, her yeah. podcast about embarrassing stories. Yes. So yeah, those embarrassing mm-hmm. stories are good to bring out because they give you that bonding moment, I think. So they do. They yeah. give you that bonding moment. Exactly. And then our cool. last tip is to put yourself out there. Yes. Go to events when you're invited. If somebody is making an invitation for you and you're like, I don't know if I should go, just go. Go. You could even arrange an out for yourself. You could be like, well, you know, if it's really uncomfortable and not, I'm not having fun, I'll go after half an hour. I just, yeah. I'm just going to go for half an hour. And we have events happening now in person. Like our No Guilt Mom VIP retreat was so amazing and fun. And I have to tell you, the women who came have a deeper, more lasting relationship because they have their own group on our Mighty Networks in our Balanced VIP group. And it is constant support, constant chatting in there. You've probably listened on Thursdays. We have episodes with No Guilt Mom Wins. And a lot of those women are talking about their experience and how they just love these ladies so, so much. And it's because they put themselves out there. They went to an event where they had this opportunity to make these connections. And now they have them. Well, and you know what's even better is that in that exact situation, none of them knew each other in real life. Like none of them had actually seen each other, but they all had faith and came and it was a blast. And I got to say, we were dipping our toes into real life events and it was fun and it worked and we're doing more. Oh, we're doing more. We're (laughs) planning one for end of April where it's not going to be a small, well, it's still going to be kind of smallish. We're going for like 50 people. We're going to try to keep your schedules open for the end of April. April 2024, people. Keep an eye. And we'll still have a VIP day with that event where you could get in that small group because that small group, not only did they like take massive steps towards changing things in their lives, but we had a lot of tears, a lot of bonding, a lot of support, a lot of hugging. I'm a big hugger. And I think that is really what connected people because people were willing to feel vulnerable in that situation. They felt safe. Yeah. And that's what we do. We'll make you feel safe. Yeah. Yeah. So... Go on so, out there. there you make go. yourself some mom friends, man. <laughs> go make yourself some mom friends. We want to hear all about it too. So if yeah. you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. Leave us a review. Tell us if you use this to make some yes, mom friends. Tell that's us That's what I was going to say. Tell us your story. What did you go out and do after listening to this podcast? We want to know, like, what change? What new thing did you decide to do because of it? Like, did you put out an invite? Did you go to something that you weren't going to go to? So like, I want to hear. But remember, in all of it, the best mom is a happy mom. Take care of you. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for stopping by.
hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.